Excuse me, what is going on here? But first we're going to make a little detour. So absurd, so questionable. Yeah, I guess we're just the weirdos. Expect the detour. I think if it was a life or death situation where they say, point to Belgium on a map, there's no way I'd be able to do that. Yeah. Resonating no, I would, I would the... have to close my eyes and listen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how most people venture into Belgium. Just... <laughs> <laughs> on a wing and a prayer. <laughs> I think you just say Germany is close enough, and just yeah. like mm-hmm, that's it. That was Hitler's mentality too. It was just like <laughs> Germany is close enough to you. <laughs> You're now Germany because <laughs> Germany is close enough. So we made it what two minutes in a Hitler joke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will be many more. <laughs> that shan't be the last Hitler joke. We're just warming up. Yeah. Welcome, weary travelers. Mm. To the tavern that is our podcast. Mm. We've got a nice broth (laughs) for (laughs) you. Broth and ale. Come warm yourself by our hearth. Eat at our table. We only have one table. (laughs) We're not a big tavern. (laughs) We are a small business. A meager business. But we do have broth. But we we've broth. got broth. And we got bosoms you can nestle in. Oh. <laughs> you say bosoms? Bosoms. Okay. But we also have bosoms. Mm. Bosom is, we should probably say this, he's our cook. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy, is he good. <laughs> Boy, howdy, is he good to nestle in. Nestle in our bosoms. We have multiple cooks named Bosom? <laughs> yes. We don't even try to remember their names. <laughs> we have a we just, We're just like, you cook food? Uh, Bosom. Your name's Bosom. It really narrows down the hiring process when we say the request has to be for a person named Bosom. Yeah. yeah. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Questionable Detour. This is a podcast about nothing important. You're not going to learn anything. You will probably leave here with less knowledge than you started off with when you showed up. I'm Alan. I'm joined here by Evan and Zach. We're going to jump into some hypothetical questions. Let's go. Dave, can I pose a somewhat abstract, purely hypothetical question? I guess I I want to apologize for asking a hypothetical question. Well, that's a hypothetical question. Now, us three in this room are nowhere near powerful people. We're not well-respected. We are not cherished. We are not highly thought of. Absolutely not. So really... This is a hypothetical question, but here it is. You're a powerful figure in Congress. What law would you pass or abolish? All right, so I'm going to abolish the Third Amendment, no quartering of troops, (laughs) mainly because I like the troops and I know a few. I think they're a fun group to have at the house, and I like just, I like strapping on my apron. I like... Making up just a just a batch of bread for him. You do become almost housewife ish <laughs> when you see any kind mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. man in camouflage. Yes, yes, a, a man in uniform, really specifically a uniform that. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a military uniform. No, you no. see a man in a mossy oak camouflage. Mm-hmm, You're like, mm-hmm. do you? Yeah, yeah. Do, would you like to come over to my house? 
I've I've got I've got some potatoes in the oven. Is what I tell them. <laughs> does, does the potatoes work? Is that a good enough lure for the military folk? Think of think about this. You've had you've had a group of troops, a troop of troops, really. <laughs> a troop wow. of troops. Yeah. They've been wandering for a fortnight from their base of operations, going to their their next station, and they pass pass right in front of my home. They see smoke coming from the chimney. Now we need to they, tell we need to tell everybody that your home is a van. My home <laughs> is a van. That's why you're so able to get in front of the troops <laughs> so easily. I've got a hot plate. <laughs> and when I say I'm I'm baking bread, I'm really just buttering a loaf of bread that I bought from the store. <laughs> yeah. I'm pass I'm passing them out in Ziploc bags to these troops. <laughs> In your apron. In in yeah. my apron. And we don't know if there's anything under that apron. You have not you have not specified well, whether or not you are wearing anything more than just I the apron. I like to leave something to the imagination. The troops do so much for us already. <laughs> I think that I think they deserve to, you know, have this mystery. There's not a better tease than seeing a man living out of his van mm-hmm. buttering toast in just an apron. Yeah. yeah. Really that amendment is quartering troops in multiple people's houses. And I know you're okay with losing that amendment. I, mm. I, I, you're okay with not having that amendment. Here's how I think Alan would be once this amendment is uh, abolished. People would wake up in the morning, start their breakfast. All of a sudden, Alan is walking around in a pantsuit showing these troops people's houses as if mm. he's a realtor. And he's like, here's, here's the living room, out, a bunch of natural light. Over here is a bedroom, very big, walk-in closet. And these people are <laughs> at their table eating with their families, mm. just wondering what the heck is going on. I assume this is what you're doing? It's a lot like that, except I don't really show them like it's an option. <laughs> I kind of I kind of open the door and I say, this is where you're staying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I said, we've got this road blocked off for you. Um, you can put bunk beds in any room of the house. <laughs> What do the families that live there usually say about that? You know, they kind of start off a little bit unsure, a little apprehensive. That makes sense. You know, but um, after they get hit by the troops a couple of times, you know, for <laughs> Golly. for uh, for talking back, right, you know, right, right, right. they tend to uh, they tend to be pretty compliant. Oh, okay, but no, my whole issue with the no quartering troops thing is what quarter of the troops are you taking out? Like they're just gonna have three limbs from now on. <laughs> Or, oh, you took. Oh, he means he I doesn't see. mean quartering like living, and he means like like why would you do that anyway? Quartering think, them right? is cutting them up. I've got a bunch of amputees running around. Right, exactly. So it's like you want to bring that back. They outlawed that for a reason, you know. So I, that that is a valid question, and I'm glad you kind of brought it to our attention. So what I'm what I like to do is the quarter that I cut off, I make sure that for the right-handed folk, I just cut off their left arm. Okay, that's good. And then for the left-handed folk, I cut off their right arm. You're very, you're very generous. Yeah, I, I like to think so. I mean, I'm giving out buttered bread. So you are giving out buttered bread and showing them homes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I took it originally as when you're quartering the troops, I just assumed you're throwing a handful of quarters at them. Mm-hmm. That you're almost paying them because you don't believe mm-hmm. they're getting paid enough. You don't believe in checks and cash. You believe in mounds and bags full of quarters. Uh, let and me you're say, quartering the troops. Let me say this. I would never pay a troop anything. 
If anything, um, they owe you. <laughs> that's actually what I do. So when I'm in that pantsuit and I'm showing people the houses, I say, this is where you sleep. Now give me a quarter. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I understand yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah. I, I, see, I see where the confusion might have been might have been drawn. I'm against not quartering troops because I lose money when that happens. Got you. I uh, Honestly, that's the spirit of America, right? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. 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 That, that makes a lot of sense. Hard I understand that. Capitalism. All right, Evan. You are in the Senate or Congress. You you get to pass a law. What law are you passing or abolishing? I'm going to abolish the First Amendment. Oh. I don't think anyone should be able to speak. I want full silence at all times. <laughs> I want everyone to have to write things at all times. Yeah. I want no audio cues. I want to no. live life like a deaf man. <laughs> and that's the one thing I've always thought of in my head is, what would this be like if I was deaf? Any situation where I'm like, God, this person's so annoying, they won't stop talking. Yeah. It could be avoided. First Amendment. I could send them to jail. I could have them hung. Gosh. Oh. They're, so they're, they they're bringing back me. a lot of laws then. Yeah. Well, yeah okay. You know. So you're not One only time, you're not only against free speech, you want no speech. Yes. Well, all speech is free speech if everybody's speaking. So, you know... It's just like you gotta cut it down to no speech. Yeah, you're like, I, it's just too many people are getting offended. Yeah. Just don't Is talk this at all. Your way of getting out of this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to say yes because you're sitting here, but <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it would be a very awkward time for you to bring up that you don't want to be here. You have been in my house for way too long, <laughs> and you won't leave. It's been years. Well, Alan, we Alan can't legally leave because he has quartered troops in here mm-hmm. now. So yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I've got a half dozen hungry guys in there. <sighs> <laughs> All right, y'all, y'all have abolished a couple of things for y'all's laws, and I, I'm going to take it the other way. I'm going to in, instill a law. Here's my law. I, I I believe that we lost a very hardened and stout American tradition when we stopped dueling. Yeah. When when we when we said we can no longer duel when you're upset with another person, we lost something. We lost something in the American spirit. Mm-hmm. But I found just dueling with guns to be very boring. So here's mine. You can't fight them. You can't duel them with a gun. You have to make a pit and fight rats. They have a rat. You have a rat. You fight rats. Whatever rat wins, you are correct in that disagreement. So if Evan comes over and calls me a liar and how dare he judge my character that way mm-hmm. i say go get your rat evan go get your rat and we're gonna we're gonna fight rats right now and obviously you know my rat would win because evan's rat is emaciated it's and just mm-hmm. altogether a loser yeah so basically the law that you're instilling is pokemon that's what i was gonna say that's you're describing pokemon it's not it's it's something like pokemon yes but pokemon at least has a variety of creatures i don't want to buy solely creatures solely rats and you know imagine how the world would be everybody would have a little cage they would have just kind of slung around almost like a person would be Mm. their fighting rat Mm. and so if i can ask what are you going to do about all the other animal fighting that already exists in the world are you going to make the cockfighters if you will get rid of their cocks and get rats you know, I will never separate somebody from their cock, but I, I, I personally, I personally, I personally don't believe that. Um, I don't know if that's an amendment in the Constitution, mm-hmm. but that is something I will pass alongside of my dueling mm-hmm. rat yeah. amendment. Yeah. Is you never separate 
a man from his cock. Mm-hmm. But no, if you're a cockfighter, fine, be a cockfighter. But I truly believe once you start fighting a rat, that's all you're going to want to do anyway. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I truly believe that rat fighting is far superior to any other fighting. Dog fighting, cockfighting, you know, that whole thing. But I, I just imagine a world where there is no more issues because all issues are settled immediately right in front of you. <laughs> I think it would escalate to eventually being how wars are fought, you know? Would it be large-scale rat fighting at that point? I, I think that would be a very dramatic scene that I would like. But Do people in our military have a pen pal to the corresponding military and then those rats fight each other? I think I, I like that idea. They have to yeah. meet up in the battlefield. They have to meet up, and mm-hmm. there's like a big, you know, there's a pit in the middle with the rats, yeah, and they're yeah. fighting. But then around the pit is just a bunch of screaming and cheering soldiers mm-hmm. yeah. fighting rats. So whenever you, whenever you're getting into this battle, whenever you're releasing your rat, do you have to say a certain catchphrase when you're releasing them from their cage? I like, I like that idea. I think that adds some some something, pizzazz to it. Yeah, you know, something like. I would rat attack, you know, just yeah. yell something like that. Ratata, I choose yeah. you. Well, or... I mean, I don't know. I, Pokemon still exist in, okay. my, in my world. So you, <laughs> I feel like people would kind of judge you for using a Pokemon, but yeah. There I mean, may be some what, copyright infringement. Yeah, yeah. Too. Yell whatever you're going to yell. Okay. And yeah, if, you know, you get into a battle with another uh, neighboring country and you start dueling rats, maybe the rats have little uniforms. You know, it, it would not only be that useful, would, it wouldn't hurt, and it would be adorable. No, be cute. They yeah. have. Could you well, imagine like a little little army uniform on a rat as they fight? Yeah. Well, it would be cute before they started fighting, but then when they started fighting, it wouldn't. It'd be less cute. Well, I, the blood and the loss of limbs. Yeah. It, it. I wouldn't put it on a calendar. It, at least initially, you put your rat down. Every soldier goes, aww, yeah. and they're fighting, and then all of a sudden, they, yeah. you know, I think as kind of a offshoot of the the pit the rats fight in, I think it'd be cool to go through trench warfare. Okay, yeah, where they have to find the other rat in the trenches. Oh, so sort like, of like a labyrinth kind. Yeah, of Yeah, you're kind of adding the mouse in the maze mm-hmm. thing, yeah. like we all yeah. did in like middle school for a science fair. Now it's a violent end. You don't find right. you yeah. don't find a yeah. a cheese at the end of the maze. You find another mm-hmm. rat that's ready to kill you. Yeah, I like that. Be cool. Our next hypothetical, boys. What would you do differently if you could no longer be judged for it? What actions would you do differently if nobody would judge you for it? Reading fairy smut. I would do it. I would do it in a heartbeat. You do have a lot but of fairy smut up here on your bookshelves. I've never read a single word of it. Yeah. Well, I, it's a question on whether you're literate at all, well. but. There is a lot of fairy smut. It looks like the library in the Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just it's great halls worth of right. just fairy smut. And you have not read one of these. And not I think the once. characters in the book are also very Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it all wraps around. I haven't read a single word of it. And that's for fear of judgment. And that honestly, that fear inside of me makes me respect those that can read it. Yeah, and you, you're not afraid of people judging you for the fact that you have this much fairy smut. Well, no, I just explained to them I've never read it. I, it just sits in these great holes. So you just buy the books compulsively. You don't ever crack one open. Anytime I see one, mm-hmm. immediately. Evan and I have gone to bookstores multiple times, not for books, obviously. And that's the first thing he asked the counter is like, Where's point me. Smut? Point me to the fairy smut. There's a fairy getting dicked down in here. Where is it at? You know? <laughs> yeah. You We walk up, and Evan goes, if there's some fornicating fairies, mm-hmm. and sometimes, sometimes the front desk clerk 
will point to a couple guys in tight shorts. But that's not the Ferries Evans looking for. That's right. He's looking for Ferry Smut. And, and a lot of times we exit that bookstore with a wheelbarrow full of just books. So, Evan, tell me... So what, the reason I bought a truck. <laughs> what do you look for in a Ferry Smut book cover? So it's got to be dark, obviously. The mm-hmm. whole thing's got to be black. You you lean toward one race in your fairies. No, no, no. no. Mm. The, the background color has to be black. Okay. And the character on the front it has to be a male character, mm-hmm. shirtless, obviously. His hair is going to be spiky, dark colored. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably got abs. He definitely has abs. Definitely has yeah. abs. He's got some dark makeup on around his eyes. Yeah. He has like a string of cloth just flowing off his arm, mm-hmm. blowing in the br- breeze, and he's just looking dubious and just looks like he's had a bad day yeah. for like the last yeah. ten years. I'm thinking maybe he's probably got like thorns growing up one leg or something oh, yeah, like that. Definitely, maybe definitely he has tattoos on mm-hmm. most of his body. Yeah, is there a fairy on the book? This book cover, or is it just? Oh, that's the fairy. Oh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, don't know. I keep buying them. I don't know. <laughs> I just buy them for the cover. I I don't know any of the character yeah, details. Yeah, I, I forgot that you haven't read any of these. Yeah, you're asking too many questions about that. So if you listen to an audiobook of your fairy smut, does that count as you reading it? Uh, I feel like yes, and I would never do it. Okay. Oh. You've got integrity, and that's yeah, something that's a that hard I Yeah, hard stance there on that. I well, didn't I would know. be judged. If mm-hmm. if they knew I knew a single thing about that book, I feel like I would be judged. Mm-hmm. And that's just why you haven't. You've right. just been collecting. That's it. why I keep it surface level. Judge a book by its cover. I mm-hmm. applaud your wishful thinking with yeah. this hypothetical. Just you, you have this amount of fairy smut just in case somehow judging stops. People exactly. wouldn't judge you for exactly. it. I I hope for a better world every day. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah. We have two people judging me for even having these books. Yeah, this this is a lot. It's even, it's sectioned off alphabetically as well. Like it, it is impressive how you have organized this library full of fairy smut. All right, so if I were to not be judged for one day, I would push over every old person in an electric scooter I possibly could. I, they are always so pretentious when they look at me driving through a Kroger. I'm not crazy. I swear. All right. I, I, I don't see things. But every time an old person or a heavy person drives by me in an e-scooter, they look at me and they go, I cannot believe you're using your legs. And I just, I go home. I feel judged by them that I am not in a, in a rascal scooter. So I would not like to be judged for pushing them onto the floor for judging me that they have a rascal scooter. Making this a is- lot of leaps here. <laughs> I'm not. Ta- I am taking leaps because I'm not in a rascal scooter, Alan. <laughs> All right. He's taking leaps because his legs work, Alan. Yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> and I, and my BMI is not 92. Okay. <laughs> but I I know y'all have seen an old person driving around in a scooter and be like, I wonder what happened if I just kind of give him a shove. Don't know that I have. You I, that have may never- be an internal struggle for you. I. This, I feel like this is something everybody can relate on. I this think is, when I see somebody who is not the age I think should be riding in one of those scooters, then I have that I have that thought. Yeah. Like if they're 40 or something and yeah. they're riding around in a scooter, I'm thinking, okay, is this just for attention? Mm-hmm. Who hurt you? I don't know. I, I, I don't believe that they need to be in that scooter. Yeah, oh. there, are, there are some people that you see them and you're like, you probably should be walking, you know? 
Like I don't it'd see, be better for you if you were walking. I don't have that same feeling. I that's think that's why if, you push them out so that they'll start walking. Well, yeah, and then you can claim to be the Christ. Yeah, I give you that. <laughs> because <laughs> because they get up and walk, and people mm-hmm. are like, "Look at this miracle doer! Right. He just he just made this person with no legs walk." Now, do you sit in the? Do you get in the scooter yourself and like start slowly moving it away from him? Like, all right, you can come sit down if you can make it to the scooter. There you go. Yeah, yeah I yeah. do. And then you I just do. go a little bit further. Yeah, like, I do. Reach out and you bump back. I do. Okay. This is a common thread that I know I share with everybody. I don't know you that you should. I think that I think Kroger. Walmart, Publix, they set these scooters out just because they know that people are going to want to push people out of them. They're just enticing and teasing us. You should feel much less confident about this. But I feel very confident about this. What, the first thing I thought whenever you brought this to, uh, to the group is, yeah. I thought you were talking about like bird scooters, like lime scooters, that, <laughs> like the standing scooters that people ride downtown. Oh, like a Razor scooter. Yeah, like a Razor scooter, uh, but like electric Razor electric, scooter. Electric, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were talking about those, and I was like, how many elderly people do you see on electric <laughs> Razor scooters riding I, down I the sidewalk? See, I don't see enough elderly people riding the scooters. And here's the thing. I would feel less inclined to push them off of one of those bird city scooters because at least that takes some skill. It takes no skill to ride in like a, a yeah. rascal scooter, you know. At least the bird scooter, you gotta like, you gotta catch up to them, you right? Know, well, yeah, they move a little bit. Right. Let's yeah. be real. The reason I'm not pushing people off those scooters is because I can't catch up to them. Right. It's very fast. I can catch up to an old person riding one of those mm-hmm. little, those rascal scooters. Yeah. It's a crime of opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, absolutely. But I mean, I could just imagine the looks I would get if some old lady is trying to handle frail arms, little frail arms, trying to grab a gallon of milk mm-hmm. and try to move it into that dumb, stupid basket that they have on yeah. the front of their back. And I come over like a NFL linebacker and shove her out of it. Oh, that'd be good. That, mm-hmm. See? The feeling. The yeah. feeling. See, I, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm getting there. I wasn't there when we first started, but yeah, I'm Yeah, I'm, I'm winning you over. I'm telling yeah. you. Even this is a common thread throughout all of humanity. And even if they don't know it... They're somewhere in their locked in their subliminal mind, they go. Maybe I would like to push that. I would like to push that Ethel out of the scooter. You know, I there's a little lady named Ethel. Mm-hmm. I she yeah she started this whole thing in me. I if I if the moment that I am no longer judged for that action, Ethel's coming out of that scooter. That's fair. Yeah. All right, Alan. If you could uh, not be judged for an action that you do, what would it be? I would dress up in a kimono with face painted like a Japanese geisha. Oh. I I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> now, this is something that came to me in somewhat of a vision. And by vision, I mean there is a Japanese geisha sitting on this table in front of us. Not an actual Japanese geisha. <laughs> I got a... It is. We don't have one in the room. <laughs> that was not in the. A real one was not in the budget. But this yeah. is a. This is about a foot tall figurine. There is actually a geisha here. This, I know it might be hard for people to tell when we're actually being serious or not. This geisha was given as a dirty Santa gift as a as a bit, but it's almost February and the geisha is still at Evan's house. It lives well, on the bookshelves. It's awoken something in Evan, much like it has in you, mm-hmm. in the fact that now you see this and you're like, I could see myself looking like this. I, when I look at a geisha person, I, <laughs> I look at their painted white face, and I think, I like a white face. 
Sure, who doesn't? And since it's really insensitive to go the other way, <laughs> I double down on whiteface. Yeah, you, it's, it's hard to <laughs> be because a gay... I can't do anything. I can't get in trouble if I do whiteface. Sure, absolutely. Well, you you can't be sued because in, in this hypothetical, you can't be judged. I can't be judged. Uh, I can't be to sued. Sue, to sue somebody, you have to have legitimately a judge. That is true. So, are you going to go full? Kimono face paint, and you're, are you going to wear those those little block sandals that they wear, just made out of just two by four? Yes, yes. I'm going to use those, and I'm going to do like they do in those the samurai movies where they jump from building to building in those little clogs. Yeah, it's good that you're wearing those. That way, we can hear you coming and mm-hmm. try to dodge you. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think I could fully wrap my head around you in a kimono and Japanese face paint. Would it be cooler? If I had hidden in the folds of my kimono a samurai sword, oh, would that make well, the situation no, okay. any better? Well, okay, you've won me over now. If he had a samurai sword, maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that'd be cool. Yes. When's the last time you watched an anime? Uh, what time is it right now? <laughs> <laughs> what time did we start? <laughs> <laughs> You're watching it on his y'all phone. Were, there's an anime. Y'all were fiddling with the computer. And I'm sure I had a couple pulled up, you know. Yeah, you watch multiple surfing animes the, at one time. Serving the the anime webs. I think you know what anime is. <laughs> give us, go to Alan, Alan, that's a good point, Evan. Alan, go to give us what you think give anime is. Give us your is. top three animes after you tell I us actually, what anime is. I mean, I actually know anime. Pokemon, I mean, that's an anime. Japanese animated programming starring Ash Ketchum and his uh, trusty friend uh, Pikachu. You you got all those correct. Mm-hmm. That's one. That's one anime. Name other anime. Um, we've got let's see, um, Attack on Titan. Oh, that's good. good which job. is an anime about uh, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. This is a this is the one about the the black and white school that comes together to play football. Oh, oh that's right, Denzel yeah. Washington. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's good. We remember yeah, the yeah. Titans. Yeah, yeah, we remember the yeah. Titans. We remember yeah, the attacked. Attack on Titans. Yeah, yeah. 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 One more. Um, I guess I'd have to say uh, uh, Dragon Ball Z. No, that, I guess, I guess technically fair, yeah. an anime. Um, yeah, wrong. So I guess suck on suck on that. Guys. Yeah, we. Uh, <laughs> it's about yeah. I I mean I we asked you a question and you answered it. I don't know what we really expected. I don't. I, yeah, know. I don't. I don't know either. I, mean, I don't know. What, yeah, it's not like we really know any either. How many dragon? Is there a whole alphabet situation going on there? Or is it just one? I think that was the the last. Sure. Yeah, that was last Start of Dragon Ball A? Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of loop around. Okay, that's a lot. All right, for our last hypothetical for this episode, if you could only say one word for the rest of your life, just one word, what word are you choosing? I would choose rheumatism. So that's a four-syllable word that you're okay with saying for mm-hmm. the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. I'm yeah. not even totally sure I know what it means. So I had to look it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think it's a fun word because... It sounds like you have a condition where you're allergic to rooms. Oh, it does. It does sound like rheumatism, you you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you just are somebody that lives outside because we see Alan just in a bush and people are like, who is that? Who is that bearded naked man? Mm -hmm. And we say he can't go inside because he has rheumatism. He has rheumatism. But by the same logic, people with autism are just allergic to amazement. Yeah, they're. (laughs) And it's like you always say. (laughs) Autism. It's like you always say, Evan. Those people have way more wrong with them. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. 
They do say, they say, they say, who is that naked man out in the bush? And that's Alan. He has rheumatism. But also they say, who's that naked man out in the bush? He has autism. <laughs> they, they do say both. They're, they're not mutually exclusive. I mean, you can, you can have both. <laughs> but okay that's i i i understand the logic of why you picked that word mm-hmm. but you're just willing to say that word whenever mm-hmm. can you give us the definition the actual definition as well uh i'm gonna flip through the dictionary here this is this is oh uh, that's the one book evan has in here that's not a very smart is right. the, an yeah. actual Hard copy yeah, dictionary. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Merriam-Webster. Yeah. Rheumatism is any disease marked by inflammation and pain in the joints, muscles, or fibrous tissue. Oh, rheum- was, like yeah. rheumatoid arthritis. I heard rheumatoid arthritis. That's what I head. heard too. Mm-hmm. Now a lot, of, a lot of people that I push out of scooters also has that. So yeah. that, I think that's why I kind of okay, knew exactly yeah, okay. where you're going with it. So people come up to you and they're like, "Hey, Alan, how you doing? You having a good day?" Uh, rheumatism. Oh God. God. <laughs> Do you answer people like that normally? You can say more words now. Do you do that now? Or is it you when when this hypothetical situation was, takes over? As as Evan was just, you know, he was talking about me in this hypothetical situation, sure, that's yeah. how I would probably oh, respond. Well, how would you respond if you could say all the words in the English language? Yeah, let's no, play like, let's, let's have re- a normal conversation. Yeah, let's rewind let's this situation back. <laughs> Evan, go ahead and scene. Hey, Alan, this is a normal day. How are you doing today? You having a good time? Uh, you having a good day? How was work? Work was very good. Oh, oh it's things the are great. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, had a pretty good day. Uh, it was kind of rough at parts, but we made it through. So the... <laughs> <laughs> so the the word rheumatism gives you confidence. Yeah. So an aggression. Of, think of rheumatism as like a battle cry, mm. kind of. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear, so think me about whenever you're putting a rat out, right? Yes. When In I'm releasing my rat and I yell rheumatism. That's your word that you. I get it. That rat says, "Okay, I I I feel the inflammation." Oh, I'm God. ready to ready to exact pain. Yeah, on my rat opponent. Yeah, I don't know. That, that makes sense. Yeah, he would inflict joint pain on his opponent. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay, It'll, it's all come together. All right, Evan. One word. Two. It's not the exercise. Is that your the word you're saying is you're going to say is just a number? Two. Okay. Um, go ahead and explain why. I'm going for a numbers game here. Oh, I thought you were just going to keep saying two. I thought I was too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I should probably actually. So it, it's, it's not just a number, but mm-hmm. it is a numbers game. So two is a homophone. So it can be two, two, or two. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're talking to somebody, it can fit multiple different connotations, multiple different instances, while also being the same word, as long as I never have to write it down. Now, if I have to write it down, that kind of ties it to one. But if I'm just saying it, it could be any of them. Hmm. And so it could be multiple meanings. That's why... I, this is actually a very good logical answer to this question mm-hmm. for hard, three people that are do not give good answers to questions. No. Yeah, no, this is the hardest I've ever thought about anything. <laughs> My brain hurts. You're I, smoking right now. I, I can uh, see. Your, your head is steaming. I think oh, I have a brain bleed. I, 
Yeah, I, I do see him smoking. He has three cigarettes he's smoking at one time. Yeah. One in both ear canals and one straight out the nostril. So right nostril. So let's follow this train of thought with your word. And it's two, right? Two. And I like the logic. It was very smart. You can use multiple words out of two in the English language. So if I were to come up to you in this hypothetical situation, the only word you can say is two. Mm-hmm. If I were to say, how many children have you molested today, Evan? You would say... Two. <laughs> <laughs> so you're questioning how many? <laughs> Two. You can't remember? <laughs> or if I were to say, Evan, how many families have you murdered after breaking into their house? You would say... Two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so see, do you see how this is now falling apart? Well, I mean, if you ask anyone anything in a certain... You know, you're framing me wrong. I'm not you're, framing you. I'm asking you a question. You're framing me. Evan, how many times have you exposed yourself to people in a supermarket? Mm. Two. See, do you see how the number might kind of screw that up? I I don't know why I've taken a, uh, taken offense to your <laughs> answer, but I have I have torn it apart like a lawyer. <laughs> you seem really upset that I actually thought about it. <laughs> I hate I hate that it was a good answer. <laughs> No, yeah, that that's my fault. Yeah, no, it, it's a it, it was a solid answer, but you know it could get you into a little bit of trouble. Fucking <laughs> rheumatoid. So after <laughs> no rheumatoid. Rheumatism. It, Zach, r- ask me one of those questions. Hey, <laughs> hey, Alan, um, how many children have you diddled today? Rheumatism. See, that doesn't. It, hey, I don't Alan, what condition makes you want to molest people, and then you do it? Two. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, <laughs> Alan's. It doesn't make sense with a lot of conversation, <laughs> but I guess it keeps him out of a lot. Of it keeps him out of tough situations. So, so let's say, following this train of thought, I have asked you, Evan, how many children have you molested? Two. You find you get arrested, handcuffs, go to go to prison, go to court. The judge goes, "You've been found guilty. How many life sentences do you deserve?" Mm. Who? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm judging you for a, a a word that would get you into trouble, which is ironic and off base because the word I would say is bomb. That seems like maybe the worst choice. It, it's probably a bad choice now that I think about it. I yeah. see. I did the opposite of you and did not think about it enough. Yeah, you literally can't go into airport, airports, government buildings. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine me walking to the airport and be like, "Can I see your boarding pass, sir?" I'm just like. Bomb. Bomb. Bomb, 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 bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, going to her kid's birthday. You know, everybody's happy birthday, little Timmy. I'm just like, bomb, bomb. Mm. Let's bring bring the question back to you now. Okay. Zach, how was that that kid you molested earlier? Bomb. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Bomb. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) Somehow we are taking a word that is already very bad into a whole new context. (laughs) I could spin it in a good way. You're at a club, popping, music's pumping. You're in a crowded uh, building and you yell bomb. You're screaming at the top of your lungs, bomb. I don't have to scream at the top of my lungs. No, but you do. I do. I do now. But maybe I changed it. I'm just like, bomb. You know, and just is it is it worse for some guy to be whispering yeah. bomb? I, I it might be a little worse. That is it worse sounds to be like somebody who said a bomb <laughs> and then is now regretting <laughs> that. They're like, oh, bomb, bomb. 
Or I get pulled oh. over, the cop comes up, can I see your license registration? I turn toward him, just bomb. Yeah, you're in trouble there. Yeah, that, that situation worse. Yeah, that's a way to escalate does, that situation. Does that really escalate the situation, or does that make the cop want to get away from you? I think initially the cop will kind of step away. That gives you time like a, to... A power step back. Time to speed off down the road. That is true. I you're still in a. I've That's never really a wanted. Start. I've never really wanted to get away from a cop yeah. though. I, <laughs> it did seem like you were beckoning. Cops. If I if I wanted to get away, from, he likes a man in uniform. Yeah. yeah. If I wanted to get away from a cop like that, what I would do is just say, "Hey, look over there," and then I would speed off. Mm-hmm. You know why he's looking away? You know. Do cops fall for that often? Um, not as much as you think. Uh huh. That mostly, mostly what happens is I say, "Hey, look over there," and they go, "Have you been drinking tonight?" And I go, "Bomb," <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. And then I see Evan in the courthouse, and he's getting two life sentences. So <laughs> it all comes around. All right, so guys, I know this is our first episode, and a lot of people wouldn't think that you have advertisers on your first episode, right? But we got to keep the lights on. Here. We have to keep the lights on. We're sitting in candlelight right now. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We have we have people that want to get their business names out there. So we're going to do a little ad read and uh, make some money. Want a break from the ads? No! Where's Waldo? But why find him? He's white. White people are no longer important. So introducing Juan in a million. Find Juan... In a million people. He should be easier to find. He's a little bit tanner. (laughs) Usually in construction gear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. You'll know him by his sombrero. We're not looking for a white man in a red and white shirt anymore. We're looking for a, a Hispanic man, tan man. And he didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> We're not. He's <laughs> not criminal. We're just looking for him for a job we got to get done. One in a million. <laughs> For all your Mexican puzzle searching fine needs. So our first ad today is from Juan in a Million. Are you looking for Waldo? Well, stop. Waldo is white, and why would you want to find him? Introducing Juan in a Million. There's a million out there, but you just have to find Juan. This episode is also brought to you in part by Cockblock. Are your roosters suffering from overexposure to the sun? <laughs> Purchase Cockblock. Get out there, lather your rooster up with a good old helping of Cockblock. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Cockblock. Are your chickens getting sunburnt? Are they out in the sun without any protection? Well, don't let them get chicken cancer. Get Cockblock. The only sunscreen made for your chicken. You got a chicken problem. (laughs) You wake up every night and every morning there's just six poor chickens in your dining room. 
Stop them from getting in your house. You got to do something about that. Let's block those cocks. Let's get them out of there. Hire a cock block, and we'll do something to keep them chickens out. All right? Cock block offers a one-of-a-kind service. We'll come in. We'll board and bat, and we'll bust down your house. I swear to God, wherever those chickens are getting in, we'll tear it down. We'll get those cocks back to where they belong. <laughs> I like it. You seem, you seem like there's a personal one. <laughs> You've lived through that struggle yeah, before. I felt, it. I felt it. This episode is brought to you by the Golden Graham. Do you have a lot of old women in your life? Are they silver or bronze? Enough of that. Call the Golden Graham. You choose the old lady, we'll paint them gold. And you'll never go without another Golden Graham. Do you love your grandmother? Do you feel like she should live on far past her lifetime? Cast her in gold. (laughs) (laughs) Cast her her in gold. Make a statue of your grandmother. (laughs) Put it at your family home in Wyoming. Golden Graham will do that for you. If you need a high class, one of a kind, golden cast statue of your grandmother look no further golden grams is here for you it can be life size it can be miniature it can be twice the size of your grandmother (laughs) (laughs) do you like the idea of a grandmother but just can't stand to have one full time (laughs) we all need one for the holidays for baking and hugs and such Hire Golden Graham, a grandmother rental service that provides you with the elderly woman you need. <laughs> this next episode is brought to you by Rubba Dub Dub. The only thing we sell is a mentally handicapped person named Dub Dub. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they used to be robbed at all times. <laughs> pay, pay us money and Rubba Dub Dub. <laughs> Episodes also sponsored by Rubba Dub Dub. Do you like the thought of genies, but you hate the thought of people getting stuff for free? Hmm. Well, cut the wishes out of it. Grab you a mentally handicapped person that we offer named Dub Dub. You can rub him a couple times without the consequences of getting something for free. You get nothing out of it. <laughs> Only winner is Dub Dub. <laughs> He won't grant you any wishes. <laughs> he granted his. <laughs> he won't grant you any wishes, but it'll make all your dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rub a Dub. <laughs> What's it called? Rub a Dub Dub. <laughs> This episode is also brought to you in part by Rub It Dub. He kicked the name. Alright. This episode is also brought to you in part by Rub It Dub. I can't get it out. Are you one of those those old people? 
Are you one of those old people? <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh. Are you one of those old people who has to have a handrail in the shower? Do you need a door to get into your bathtub? This episode is brought to you in part by Rub-A-Dub-Dub. This is a person who comes and helps you take a bath. I I won't be able to finish it. (laughs) This episode is also sponsored in part by Rub-A-Dub-Dub. Are you one of those old folks who have to have handles in your shower? Do you need a door to get into the bathtub, you old fart? (laughs) Here at Rub-A-Dub-Dub, we send a personal nurse to come and bathe you. We'll sit you down in that bathtub, lather you up with soap, and rub the wrinkles right off of you. Rub a dub dub. Call us today, you old fart. This this episode's also brought to you by the Rolling Crohn's. Do you have Crohn's disease? Well, pay us, and we'll roll you down here, you Crohn's disease ridden fool. <laughs> Watch it piss all over the ground. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is also brought to you in part by Rolling Crones. Do you like to take public transit but can't stand to take it with normal people that don't have Crohn's disease? Call Rolling Crones. We only offer transit for people ridden with Crohn's disease. Don't try and come in here with some measles or some other inferior disease. Get out of here. Take the bus, you slob. Call Rolling Crohn's for your Crohn's disease-specific transit. Oh, my God. This episode is brought to you in part by GoDaddy. Is your dad one of those tough guys who doesn't know how to take a compliment? Log on to GoDaddy.com right now to send him a little bit of moral support. Just a card that says, Go, Dad, you're doing all right. Hang in there, man. I know you're suffering from osteoporosis, but you're still the toughest man I know. Visit GoDaddy.com. So sit back, get some corn, and, uh... Let's have uh, movie time. Alright, so this week, the 2023 Academy Award nominations were just announced. So, we thought it'd be fun to run through these titles and have Evan and Zach tell us what each of these think that they mean. First option is Top Gun Maverick. What do you guys think that's about? I actually haven't seen this movie. I know most of America has, but from just first glance, it does sound like a movie about some cowboys, some ranchers. That's true. They yeah. have a they have a rogue horse. Yeah. And so they're they have a gun on top of this horse. And so it's about whoever rides this this horse is the best shooter in the West, I'm assuming. That's I like my that. Top it. gun, yeah. He's gonna be the top gun. I like that. Yeah. 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 I'd see that movie. You would sue it? I would <laughs> What do you have against it, Zach? (laughs) I would see that movie. When I first heard this, I thought it was a movie specifically about a 1911 handgun Hmm. living on the top bunk of a bunk bed. Oh, kind of like a Pixar situation, like Uh Toy Toy Story. Yes. That's cool. It'd be fun. It'd be a good movie. 
Nobody would, lives on the bottom bunk, though. He, it's kind of like a it's it's a story about sort of depression mm. and um. He always feels like he's missing something. Seems lonely. Uh, yeah. Seems lonely. Yeah. 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 There's a hole in his heart, but also mm-hmm. in his bunk bed. Yeah, yeah. I think it also has to do something with his dad left at a really young age. That's tough. Um, yeah. Stuff to deal with for a you know like, young gun. How does this movie end? Because suicide would be a weird option for a gun. Mm-hmm. It would be. Next we have Everything Everywhere All at Once. I would assume it is a heartwarming story about a hoarder mm-hmm. that somehow he was not a hoarder to begin with. He didn't have anything. But throughout the narrative, he slowly begins to realize that what matters in life is stuff and things. Mm. So he slowly collects everything into his house, everything all around always. Okay. I'd go with it's a uh, science mockumentary about air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're just roasting the crap out of air. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely laying into it. It's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. Every. What's the name of the movie? Everything. It's everything. It's everywhere. Everywhere. All at once. All at once. It's everywhere. It's everything. And I mean, you can't even see it, right? So is it really there? Is it really there? That's that's a good point. Exactly. What what would uh, would it change your description or your thoughts on the movie at all if I told you that Short Round from Indiana Jones Temple of Doom was in this movie? No, he would definitely be a scientist. Yeah. Okay. That that, that checks. Yeah. Next we have Triangle of Sadness. I assume that this movie is a narrative based on three people in a Satanist cult, but they didn't realize that to summon a demon you have to draw the star, and they just drew a triangle, mm. and they real- when they realized the demon wasn't being summoned, they just are very sad. Yeah, because they left all their friends and family for this. So they got yeah, no one they're not, they're No one else they can bring in. There's no going this. back after yeah. you've joined this satanic cult. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, mine, mine, mine's about just a, a, a little high schooler, middle schooler, first time in band. They asked him, hey, what, what instrument do you want to play? You know, he, he filled out the, the survey, and they said, what, what <laughs> instrument do you want to play? And this man said, let me play the drums. Let me get in there. I want to be cool. I want to play the drums. <laughs> So he, he goes to that summer thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be in band next year. I'm going to get the drums. <laughs> he gets there, and they hand him a little flimsy piece of metal shaped like a triangle, and then another metal stick, and they're like, here you go, buddy. You got the triangle. And he's just he's absolutely depressed. He's, he's absolutely depressed yeah. out of his mind. Oh, that's a sad movie. It ends in suicide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. If you get the triangle, yeah, when yeah, your yeah. expectations were the drums. It's definitely ending in suicide. Yeah. There's no kids. other way that movie yeah, could like, end. If band kids are picking on you, <laughs> yeah. you're in trouble. If you're the loser of the band kids, yeah. a gun's your only friend. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have the Banshees of Inishirin. I didn't understand half of those words. That is apparently a place. In maybe Ireland. Okay, I, it's mystical for sure. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a mystical movie about. I'm sorry. I may have. I may have read it wrong. How many wizards do you think is in the movie The Banshees of Inisherin? Ooh, I, I would lowballing say, it here. I'd say sixteen. Knowing nothing about this movie, I'd say you're 100 percent correct. Who else would banish the Banshees mm-hmm. if it Wh- weren't for the wizards? Yeah, the you gotta wizards have. Are... You gotta have an army. For sure. Yeah, yeah the wizards are the only one capable of banishing Banshees. In mm-hmm. where was the location? Inisherin. Inisherin. Is a Sheeran a thing and the Banshees are in the Sheeran? Or is in a Sheeran a complete word? It's the Banshees. In a Sheeran is in one word. In a Sheeran's a place. Got you. Okay, I didn't the know the Banshees if a are, was a I thing. assume, located in In a Sheeran. Got you. 
and the wizards don't want him in Ashiran. That's that's my thought. Uh, well, I would assume that yeah, I, I, you have a bunch of banshees in Ashiran. It's kind of a racial mm-hmm. uh, movie about racial progress. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, They're banshees true. are probably a type of race. There's a group that doesn't want those darn banshees. Mm-hmm. They ain't from around here, yes. and they summoned some wizards. And you were saying off air that the banshees uh, reminded you a lot of the blacks. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're racist, right? <laughs> really gave it up. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> it's a racial movie. And they summon a bunch of wizards, and, you know, slowly, as the wizards try to banish the banshees from Inishirin, they slowly realize, maybe they don't have so much in common. Wait a minute. Maybe they realize... (laughs) Maybe they realize that they have a lot more in common than they think. Yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. All quiet on the Western Front. The first thing I think that this movie would be about. You remember Harvey Weinstein? I, I do. I do. Yeah, I remember him. Familiar, Big yeah. New Yorker type there's, guy. If there's anything I remember, it's the Alamo, the Titans, and Harvey Weinstein. Right. Well, when he was going through all his allegations against him for mm-hmm. sexual misconduct and harassment and all the other things he did, a lot of the allegations were coming out of the East. From New York, mm-hmm. Florida. A lot coming from just the Eastern Coast. <laughs> And so, uh, a line famously in this movie is, when things are starting to settle down, he's like, man, I got so many allegations. This is Harvey talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. He said, I got so many allegations against me. He's talking to his lawyer, and mm-hmm. he says, what do, I, what do I got coming out of Hollywood? And the lawyer says, it's all quiet on the Western front. <laughs> and it really just tells the story of Harvey Weinstein's whole trial. Yeah, it's a biopic. Yeah. Uh, how he's a victim. Oh, all quiet on the rest of the front. If I were to guess what this narrative of this movie is, I would assume it's just a very upset older woman walking up and down the West Coast beach, just shushing people. They're being too loud. They're yelling. They're having fun. Not in this lady's beach. She walks around and shushes them. And you ask, why are you doing this, old lady? She doesn't have a name. And she goes, I want all quiet on the Western front. (laughs) Both sound like good movies. <laughs> All right. Definitely. Last one. Avatar The Way of Water. Avatar The Way of Water was nominated for Best Picture. So this is the best picture of all these lists. Um, well, all of those are Best Picture nominees. I just can't believe that was nominated for oh, yeah. Best Picture. Well, I mean, we've all seen the cartoon Oh, that this is on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the airbender. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the waterbender one the, of it. Ah, it's the way of the water, sense. how he learned waterbender. It was about time yeah. they came up with another, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. another version of that, yeah. actually. Yeah, so I mean, obviously it's a, I mean it's it's a good story, but it's just a continuation. Hmm. If I were to guess Avatar: The Way of Water, I would assume it is a thriller horror movie, almost like Saw. But Avatar doesn't necessarily use a whole bunch of different traps and contraptions. He just uses waterboarding. It's, I mean, basically, it's just a movie full of this guy waterboarding different people, and he people ask him, "Why didn't you use?" Other methods, and he says, "My only way is the water." Mm. <laughs> All right, that was the first episode. Thank you for listening. Is there anybody left? I'm sorry. <laughs> we're the only ones left. We were the only ones that started, uh, but thank you. Expect the detour.